Equifax. We've offered two beautiful exercises for folks. And um, we just want to extend to all of you this invitation to come back in and regroup really within your own body and yourself in order to begin to regulate in these challenging times. And to know that you listening are a part of our community and that Lauren and I are holding space for each other and for our greater Gemo community and for you listening, um, that we are all finding our way back home together. Beautiful. Thanks, Megan. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, thank you, Lauren, and thank you for bringing this up, and thank you to everybody listening. I think that um, where we are in this present moment requires um, a new conversation or a deepening or a continuation of a conversation that many of us have been having. You know, we have pivoted from the unpredictability and um, all of the energy that the pandemic brought to um, a new set of circumstances that evoke for many of us a lot of fear and uh, the feeling that perhaps it feels impossible to regulate or like the bottom is falling out or perhaps you feel just like you're moving in circles and can't quite find any uh, stability or rhythm in the moment and Lauren let's explore some options for when that's where we find ourselves yeah you know megan we have categorized gemos in so many different ways but i think before we even get to the topic of gemos the most important piece i believe is for someone to have awareness about what's going on in their own body and we've talked again a lot of body awareness for folks that just want to feel better, that feels like a step that more than they want to take. And yet until we feel into our body and know where we're holding that fear and tension, we can't resolve it. Yeah, it agreed. And I think that often, depending on what our nervous system state is in the moment, coming back into our body can be easier said than done. And so I'd like to offer a strategy or a bridge for how to embody yourself or bring your presence back into your body so that you can get back in touch with what you're feeling and where you're holding um, when that doesn't feel feasible. And this is something that many of us are familiar with. There's various ways to say it. I call it observer consciousness or observer awareness. And um, it, it's the fastest way that I find to come back into the present moment and to reconnect to our interoception, which is what we're feeling in our body, so that we can become aware, step one, of what we're feeling before we attempt to shift or regulate it. First, we have to know what we're feeling. Lauren, what does that make you think? I think that's spot on, Megan. And um, I'm thinking of myself right now and, you know, how I come back into this place where 
I, I actually feel like I've been outside of myself the last couple of days trying to fend off everything that's coming at me. So what might be something I could do that would help me come back into my body? Yes, exactly. Okay, so when we find ourselves in a situation that feels very triggering or extremely stressful or impossible, typically we'll have a few responses and one will be to avoid the situation or what Lauren is describing to kind of vacate the premises, detach from ourselves, look away from the dark corner, avoid. If we are resourced enough in that moment to show up and look at what's, what is, right? Sometimes situations feel impossible, but that's what is in that moment. Often our habituated nervous system response is to do something about it, to go into the habit of trying to find a semblance of security in the habit of um, doing something about it. The challenge is that when we're under extreme uh, stress or the circumstances are such that we don't have a lot of control, we need to find a third option from avoiding or doing around it. And so I think observer awareness is that third way. And so what that way is, is how to be in it without just attempting to control it by doing. Okay, so let's take a few minutes and walk through this. Coming home to ourselves involves just showing up in the present moment without the story of it or the opinion of it or all of the normal thoughts surrounding it. It's the simple act of noticing and it brings us right back into the moment. So let's start out. I am sitting on a chair Perhaps many of you are too. So we'll start out by feeling your sits bones and your tailbone making contact with the surface below you. Feel the vertebra in your back and you can notice them. And you don't need to avoid noticing the sensation of them. Perhaps some of them feel tight. Perhaps those muscles around them that feel hot or cold or sharp but we're just noticing that. Now come down a little further. What do the backs of your knees feel? Just notice it. Feel the space in between your toes. Feel the inhalation and exhalation of your lungs. Notice what your eyes feel like. So now we're back into our bodies. We're not denying how our bodies feel, but we're also not attempting to do anything about it at this particular moment. Lauren, what are you noticing? I noticed as I moved through those places in my body, um, my breath changed, mm. slowed down. Whereas if we had focused on the breath, I don't think that would have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
And I think there's something healing about doing this with a partner or in community like we are now, because not only are we coming back into our bodies, getting in touch with our interoception, but we can co-regulate and entrain with each other as we find regulation. And, and this is something we can do in the split second for ourselves, but we can also do it for our children. Yes. Right along with them or our partner. And, you know, Megan, I, I feel called to bring this topic up. I, th I think when fear comes up to the level it, it is these days on top of the fear we have already been carrying around, there tends to be an awful lot of aggression. Yes. And the aggression can look like um, um, getting after your partner for something that's really irrational or insisting that you get your way in something. And that could be a parking place or your spot in the grocery store. And I, I think this exercise you did is a good way to rewind that, come back in to yourself because aggression's out here. It's outside of us. Yes. In a way, the blaming that we, most of us are habituated to do, I find myself doing it, is sort of what you're describing. We want the problem or the solution to the dysregulation that we're feeling, we want that to be outside of us. Because when we're not inhabiting ourselves, you know, the steps needed to come back into our body and find that regulation don't feel accessible to us in that moment. So staying externally focused is the only strategy in that state that we have. And so what we're offering is a shortcut to the stability of coming home to ourselves and not needing to stay so externally focused. And, and when we are externally focused, this just amps up our fear and anxiety. So coming back in, checking in, being there, we are safe inside. This is in what fact, yeah, but this is what feeling safe in your body means, right? Yes. In fact, I think the more externally focused we get, it is a well, it's a, you know, a, a precognitive, well-intended strategy on the part of our body. But I think the more externally focused we get, perhaps actually the more fear we feel because we're getting more detached from our own inner stability. Well, not only that, Megan, I mean, we are detaching from all of our inner rhythms and cycles that are meant to give us cues of safety. Yes. Yeah, beautifully said. Yeah, beautifully said. Okay, so here we are. We're back in our body a little bit. If you've lost it through this last couple minutes, just come back. Feel your sits bones on the surface below you. Feel the temperature on your skin. Listen to the noises that are around you for a moment. 
And so now our presence is back in our body. We're inhabiting ourselves again. We're back in touch with our, our introception. And so let's explore that a little, Lauren. So at this point, let's take a look at, at where we might, what we might be feeling now that we're in this body. Yes. And this is a good time to remind you that we have beautiful extracts to match with those sensations. However, that match can't occur until we're doing just what Megan guided us to do. So when we get anxious about, gosh, what extract would make me help me right now or make this pass or support the state I'm in, we have to come back in. The answer isn't out there. <laughs> yeah, and just interesting that you say that because I was chatting with a friend this morning and she was saying, Megan, the truth is that I lost touch with myself and I was worried about how I was feeling. So I just started taking everything. <laughs> and I said, yes, we can have a moment to chuckle about that because we've all done it. The sure. temptation when we don't aren't in touch with our, our body is just to do it all. We, we call it throwing the kitchen sink at it. Exactly. So, this is okay if you're noticing that you are taking every supplement in your cabinet or every gemo <laughs> on your shelf that's okay have a chuckle about it and now let's come back into our bodies so that we have some clarity and megan i can't help but tag on to that this is actually the time where we need to clear the slate yeah. our body is receiving so much information right now and the more we're feeling, the less we need to give our body to digest and process. So coming down to the essence of what is it right now in this moment that needs support? Yes. So let's you just take ourselves through a couple places that we might feel that, Megan. Yes. So one place that I often notice that I hold tension and contract is my lateral body. Mm. So I will notice that my diaphragm starts to feel tight and the sides of my body, I start to want to stretch out. Something starts to feel quite contracted or the sides of my neck feel tight. And I'll notice when I move that I feel really limited when I twist. These are all signs that the lateral body is clamping down and contracting. And an extract that I find really helpful for this is field maple. Yeah, lovely. A beautiful extract for softening and helping that fluid motion. You know, Megan, when um, we started and you asked how I was, I immediately went to just above my heart and feeling this, this tension. I tend to feel it on my right side because I love to protect that heart center. When 
I feel that um, it's in danger. It's in danger of feeling heartbreak and sadness. And so for those of you that might identify with that, perhaps rolling in your shoulders and, and holding that, that space to um, armor it. Um, I like to use Hawthorne at that time yes. to soften that area um, around there. Yeah. Beautiful. So moving on, I would say that another chronic place that I, when I'm in touch with my body, am often surprised that I'm holding so much is my abdomen, mm. my digestive system. I think in times of stress, we many of us will have an immediate digestive response um, moving in one direction or the other. But often just the general tightness and uncomfortability and heaviness that sets into the abdomen is something that when we're not inhabiting our body, we might not even be aware of. So when I come back to myself, I often find that there's quite a bit of congestion or uncomfortability or tension in the abdomen. Mm. And in those moments, I often turn to fig. Mm. Yeah. It's a very grounding. So through the lens of Asian medicine, if we're talking about our abdomen, we're talking about where the energy begins and ends in the body, the core of our system, the area where we ground. And so fig is quite a stabilizing and grounding extract. So Megan, I think I'd like to add one more and I'm going to go all the way up to above the heart region where we might be having those very shallow, rapid breaths and I, I know that's something I find myself doing, particularly if I'm anticipating information or news, I tend to shorten the depth of my breath and it becomes very shallow and rapid. I can put my hand above that heart region and that's, that's about where it is. And it can become very tense too. And I, I have found Lithy to be a wonderful um, release yeah. in that area, allowing me to take a deeper breath and um, slowing down um, the rate of the breathing. And with all of these, we're talking about a microdose, um, just one drop on the tongue in the moment. Yeah, and as you microdose, it's important that we keep it at one, you know, for some people it might be two, but very rarely ever more than that because we're addressing the nervous system. And it can be repeated, but it's more beneficial to pause and to tune in and notice than it is to take more drops. Absolutely. And on that note, Megan, generally the tension will move. Yes. That that's the sign the extracts working like, so I may 
feel my tension and in my breath and it to be shallow and then it begins to move down and if i happen to be armoring my heart then it gets stuck there if not um it can move and dissipate so paying attention is so important if not um once again we've moved outside of our body um treating something um in a rote way yeah rather than following the rhythms and cycles of our own system because what we're prescribing here or recommending here is not a protocol it's it's an opportunity or a facilitation for you to tune in to your own body Mm -hmm. uh, because field maple works for my lateral body or hawthorne softens and opens lauren's heart um, these are guideposts for you to get to know the way gemos work in your body and so it's important that we get out of our head a little bit we need to certainly have the knowledge and work from that you know foundation but ultimately your guide is your own body's response in real time and this brings us back to how the conversation started which is noticing what is so we come back into embodying ourselves, and then we notice what is and we respond in real time so 30 minutes after you take lithi and your breath softens and opens you might be on to needing something different. Or nothing at all. Or nothing at all. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I need to, before we end, I think it's really important to pause and offer ourselves a strategy for how once we come back into ourselves, how we facilitate that. And so how we take in our external environment is ultimately through our senses and through our food and flu fluid and breath. And um, when we have a shallow breath, we can compassionately know that that is the body's response by trying to um, keep us from taking in too much stimulus and being overwhelmed. Taking in too much of the environment can feel overwhelming. And so we, we create a shallow breath to sort of protect and buffer from our external environment. And once you take an extract like Lithi, for example, and you're you feel safe enough to breathe in the environment again, um, make sure that you're breathing into your core and uh, breathing into your abdomen, allowing your breath to nourish you. And if you're feeling overwhelmed, allowing your exhale, which is the way that we let go, allowing there to be at least a match, if not an elongated exhale, to keep yourself from being overwhelmed and in that repeated cycle. Perfect. I think that's an excellent note to end on, Megan. Um, we've given a few extra You've offered two beautiful exercises for folks. And um, we just want to extend to all of you this invitation to come back in and regroup really within your own body and yourself in order to begin to regulate in these challenging times. And to know that you listening are a part of our community and that Lauren and I are holding space for each other and for our greater Gemo community and for you listening, um, that we are all finding our way back home together.
Thanks, Megan. Thanks for joining me.